we're out of practice a little we bit for- we forgot how to speak we have so welcome to pretty smutty i'm aaron and i'm megan and today we're talking about um what i like to call hush hush too which is what i thought it was called <laughs> i have just actually learned the title and the title is Crescendo by Becca Fitzpatrick. Mm. Yes. So this came out in 2010. It's Ooh. Yeah, so it's older. Um, I want to start off by, uh, by reading this. Um, it was a question left on the Goodreads. And it is, is Nora still dumb? <laughs> <laughs> and, and the first reply is, yes, she's still dumb. That's probably, it. probably dumber. <laughs> <laughs> oh and, my god! And I was like, "Yeah, that's." I totally agree with that. That's okay. true. So I'm not sure if um, our listeners, or you know, all three listeners we have, are familiar <laughs> with Hush Hush, but we actually did an episode on this before where. We did. It was like a, we, I went in completely blind. I did not read this book. Yes. It was a blind react for Megan. Yes. So and we're doing was, that again. We are, because I am, I'm willing to put up with. Erin <laughs> puts herself on the line every day. She I, sacrifices her time, which is precious, and she won't get back. <laughs> but she does it anyway. Yes. For some reason. Because I just, I love it so much, and I have... I have a need to know, right? Like, I read the first book, so I'm like, well, I have to know how this ends. But then I also have to know how the entire thing ends. Oh, no. Because, like, what if what if something crazy happens? See, I don't have that same <laughs> thirst for knowledge. I, is like, it knowledge or is it just... We're going to say it's knowledge. This and doesn't help me in any way, does it? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. It helps helps me by you knowing so that I don't have to know. I'm I'm sharing it. So we're going to say spoiler warning, just yes. in case these are books that you haven't read and would like to in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not, not going to say anything really mean because here's the thing. I am entertained and that's all I can ask for from a that's, book. That's true. Well, I'm excited. So let's um, dive right in. And how does this book start? It starts with... Um, we get a flashback to how Nora's father dies. Mm. So he gets a call from someone. They have a creepy voice. And so he goes and finds his his longtime best friend who looks way too young to, mm. to be the age that he is. Um, kneeling on the ground with a gun being held to him. And he hears gunshots. So Harrison is like, oh my god, my friend. Goes to help him. And basically, he gets shot by a tall, dark-haired figure wearing a blue baseball cap. Is this significant? Yes, because Patch wears a blue baseball cap. Of course he does. So you're like, oh, fuck, he killed her dad. Which is what I was, I'm pretty sure that's what I guessed last book, was Patch killed her father. Oh my gosh. And Juicy. Yeah, but there's some, there's some really good, like, bits in there. So... Wait, should we should we catch up everyone on like who these characters are? Just uh, in case just in case oh. they're just in case they're listening to this and didn't listen to the last one for whatever <laughs> reason. Or like me, they have forgotten who these Forgot. people are. I could never forget Patch because that's so terrible. That's not even a name. Well no, it's a nickname. We find out his real name in this book. Oh. And it's just as bad as his nickname. Ew. So <laughs> Okay, okay. So we have we have Nora and Patch. They're our main characters. Main characters, yes. Uh, we have V, who's her best friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blythe is Nora's mother. Marcy is her bully, the school bully. Got it. And Rickson, who was mentioned <laughs> a couple times. Oh, the name is it's Rickson. Hor- who? Uh, Becca. Becca. He's also he's also like Irish or something. Rickson. And I listened to this on audio because that's all they had. And it was a it was a girl who was doing the narration, and her accent for him was just so bad. Well, I can't blame her for that. Like, she signed up to do like a young adult girl book, and they're like, "Hey, be a guy with an Irish accent." <laughs> <laughs> no oh. one's gonna know the difference. No, yeah. No one's- <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. So, oh. and then Rickson, yeah. So those are, and then. Those are our main characters. Yeah, there's other people. Oh, and then Scott. Oh. We get a new character, Scott, who does play a pretty big part in this whole book. Okay. And Harrison, that's her dad. Got it. And he is dead. He is dead. Dead as a doornail. Yes. That's a saying. It, it, it is. Oh. It's, it's also a name of a, one of the True Blood books. Oh. Why, we always, we always come back to True Blood and Twilight. That's because that's all we really care about. <laughs> that's all our worlds revolve around. <laughs> there's a there's a quote here no. from uh, from Nora's dad as he's like dying, right? So he's been shot by who we assume is Patch, mm-hmm. and he says maybe he could warn Nora from the next world, a world that he was that was closing in on him like a thousand falling feathers painted black. Now tell me, why couldn't they just be black feathers? No. It... Why are they painted black? What is there a there's no significance to to the painted black feather? I think that it just sounds better to say painted black rather than just black fled You know, see? Yeah. You can't say you can't say <laughs> black feathers. You must you must say that they are painted black. But no, I I mean it's just it just goes to this kind of style of writing where like you're just using as many words as possible. Yeah. I mean, just... she probably had like a quota of like to your next novel must be this many pages. So she's just like, She does it a lot. The way that she likes to describe Patch's eyes, which they're black apparently. So like, (laughs) are they painted black? Are they? I don't know. Mm. Probably. (laughs) After, you know, we see how her father dies and everything. We zoom to the future, to the present day of Nora at the beach with Patch. And, um, His eyes and hair give midnight a run for its money. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> and and also, not all trouble is bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> only when um, it kills your dad, I guess. Oh, it might be bad. Only, but she doesn't know that yet. Oh, right? ooh, so it does happen. Okay. So yeah, Nora has a, a an internal battle like this whole time with with Patch with herself about Patch. Like, she doesn't, she thinks Patch regrets saving her. Okay. And that he hates the fact that he's now her guardian angel. That's very, like, Twilight-esque. Yes. I'm sorry to throw Twilight in there again, but, but well, Bella this is, also. This is, I'm pretty sure this is inspired by Twilight. Oh, yeah. I mean, Twilight inspired so many, so many things. So and many. It's, it's so clear yeah. that when you have, you know, the bad, the not all yeah. trouble is bad. A uh, boy. <laughs> And the, but Patch is a dick. He's not worth it. I know. No, he sounds I horrible. I don't know where this book is going. Maybe he he's better at the, by the, the end of it. But this book is just... You'll see. Because I actually, like... I don't like Nora as a character. Mm-hmm. But I feel so bad for her with what he ends up doing. And it's, like, it's really sad. Aww. So... But yeah, there's a lot of rules to being a guardian angel, which Patch doesn't like rules. You know, he wants to be a bad boy and do whatever he wants. That was like the big allure of being a, a fallen angel. I see. But no more. So they're not even like officially, they're not even together, right? They are, but it can only go so far. Oh, he can't like, touch her, right? Or something? He can't feel her touch. So he like, so while he's like, I physically or I emotionally care for you, I physically can't and don't because he doesn't feel anything. And so he is se- like sexually not attracted to her. Well, like, I think he is. But at the same time, if he doesn't feel anything, I don't know how he gets anything from that but he makes a lot of sexual jokes and for someone who can't do anything like and he doesn't this is <laughs> he doesn't seem like a giver to me <laughs> like he's really selfish oh. in like every way so i don't see him being like it's all for you you know what i mean plus yeah. she's 16 so that's gross no we're not patch is like, patch not is like 700 there. years old Ew. Yeah, so this is all very, like... These are all qualities you want in a guardian <laughs> angel slash boyfriend. Yeah. So she's like, I bet you can't win this game, which we know is a lie. Mm-hmm. We know he's going to win. And after he does, she's like, you got lucky. And he says, I'm about to get lucky. 
Oh. Yeah, right? Like, it just, all these things. And I know that they're like, oh, teenagers. But he's not a teenager. No, he's not. He should, she, she should just be like, no, you're not. No, you're yeah. not. Tell me how, Patch. Explain to me. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't either. So he picks her this old matted bear mm-hmm. because Nora likes rejects. And mm-hmm. he's like, I noticed this because you picked the dented cans at the store. And all I could think of was having the fear of botulism installed in me or instilled installed instilled both work let's say it uh in foods class in high school yeah we were told like if you get a dented can just know that it could let bacteria in and then you can die of botulism so i'm just like nora's gonna die of botulism (laughs) because because she because because her guardian angel (laughs) because she feels bad for dented cans (gasps) Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not like as big of an issue as it was made to be, but I am terrified of it. See, when I think of dented cans, I think of this episode of All in the Family where they were like, oh, you get money off the dented cans. And so I always (laughs) think that they're cheaper, but like they're not. (laughs) You might have to like point it out. It's dented. Where's my discount? Can I can please take five cents off? I'm risking my life here, man. Yeah, we're we're very different people, apparently. Yeah, I'm like... I, you're, you're, you just said foods class in high school. And I'm like, was that a class that we took? Was this mandatory? Did I go? I don't think I did because I do not remember this. It was a elective. Foods? It was called foods? It was, yeah, like foods class. Yeah, and then we cooked. We made food. We learned how to make like crepes and... Um, like we use like phyllo dough to make spinach feta thingies. And... I feel like I did not take foods. No, it was an electives class and they only let seniors in and it filled up really fast. Maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe that's what happened. Yeah. Maybe they didn't let me in because they were afraid I would eat everything. I don't know. Some decent food was made. <laughs> I don't remember everything we made, but like, I don't remember ever hating anything. Back to the book. Which she hated. No. So Patch tells Nora that she's not a need-to-know person. So she's not allowed to know where he lives or anything that he does because he doesn't feel like she's... Like, I'm assuming it's to keep her out of danger. That's such a horrible way of saying it, though. But yeah, he's like, he's like, you're not need-to-know. right? You're not VIP. (laughs) He's... Like, that's the thing. Like, he's weirdly mean to Nora. That's awful. And, like, it's really apparent once other things start to happen. Before he drops her off, they're, like, making out. So she goes to, like, touch his scars and he's like, no, 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 angel. Because he calls her angel. Yeah. Yeah. And But he's the angel. But he's the angel. Ah, oh, it's funny, you see. Like, I don't remember if last time we find out about the scars. Like, when you touch his scars, she can see memories. And like things that happen. That makes I don't, sense. That, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that was mentioned last book. It might have been. She basically starts to beg him not to ever leave her. Like yep. she gets real, like desperate. She's like, "Please don't ever leave me." And she, like, he gives her a necklace. She gives him a ring that was that her dad made her. And she's like, "I love you." And he's like, "Ooh." He doesn't say it back. And he's like. I want you, you're mine, all this stuff. But he never says it back to her. And he doesn't want to take the ring, which she's like, why not? And, I'm, and I was like, uh, is it because he killed her dad? <gasps> is he it because he, like, why don't you want to take the ring? Like, it makes absolutely no sense. He finally does. And she says, <clears throat> his eyes were slate black, darker than a million secrets stacked on top of each other. Are those, what? <laughs> Do secrets have a color? Uh, apparently. And are all secrets dark? Uh, according to this. Black and, is and very popular in this book. It is. His eyes are slate black. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now. I also okay. see that the person who killed her father is the black hand. The black hand. Oh, yeah. That but gets... how black? But how black? Dark. Blacker than a ton of termites? termites? I don't know. Are they black? Maybe. The darkest of dark alleys down the down the, in the dark city. Ah, there are no <laughs> lights. They don't work. I don't, this is. 
I mean, they're really getting the point across. This is just, this is a dark man. It's a dark man. He's shady. Everything that happens around him is just the darkest of darks. Are we ever going to find out that he's like literally the devil himself? He's just like (laughs) put on Um, earth to like fuck with young girls. Because it sounds like the work of the devil. Right? But he's a fallen angel, so he's a baddie. And I guess even though he's become a guardian angel, it does not undo his mindset of wanting to do whatever he wants. I, I I did say that all of this stuff that she writes, it is very like trying to impress your creative writing teacher. Yeah. And meet word count. It's so funny because <laughs> not to say Wikipedia again, but she told um, a newspaper that she had to rewrite the book from scratch because her editor hated the first version. Really? Yes, oh it says it here. What was the first version? I know I I would pay no dollars to read it, but I I, <laughs> I would read it. I would. Oh my god, I want to know. Oh my god. Right? Ooh, right? I wonder. Ooh. Ooh ooh ooh. I I got to look up this lady. I got to look up the author cuz I just need to know. I feel like she's our age or somewhere no. around. No. And she's more sick. No, she's not. She was born in 1979. Oh my god, she's okay. So she's how she's old do you that. think we are? <laughs> but See? I had to just, I had to just throw out there that she, that her editor hated her first. Hated, that's amazing. That is pretty amazing. This book, I, I, I <laughs> the, I, you know what? I, I'm not even shocked by the things you're telling me in this book. Like, I feel no. like I can just, I feel like I know what's gonna happen. Oh, okay. Okay, keep okay. going. Keep going. Okay, so, yeah, she's like, I love you, and he's like, no, Mm. and then she gets upset, right? Understandably, she's a 16-year-old girl. Yeah, you feel love, wrote this down, I was like, young love is so intense. Oh, yeah. And Nora just, and I don't think it helps that he saved her from dying, so it's super romanticized and big in her head, right? Mm -hmm. And she was, it was, she's like... Oh, all my memories from what happened are fading because all my memories with Patch are so amazing. And so it's like, ooh. So she's looking past a lot of things because she does love him so much. And she does have these intense feelings for him. And he's like, no, I'm good. Then he gets super weird and he leaves. He just, but he, how can he leave? Isn't he her guardian angel? Is he allowed to do that? Yeah, he, well, he drops her off at home and goes, goes to his place. It just doesn't seem like he's very good at guarding her. (laughs) Nope. Only, guess what? He doesn't go back to his place. Where does he go? He. Where does he go? He goes to Marcy's. Who's Marcy? Marcy's the bully. (gasps) Why does he go there? We're going to find (gasps) out here. Does she touch him? You'll see. You'll see. No, tell me. Oh, okay. Uh, You'll see. (laughs) So so Nora has summer school. Mm -hmm. Voluntarily. For some reason. Nora has no more car because they had to sell it for bills and food. Patch isn't there to take her to summer school. V is busy. She has great people in her life. She is really a lucky girl. So Nora hitchhikes. Who's hitchhiking in 2010? Who who would (laughs) volunteer themselves for summer school when they know they have no vehicle or any way of getting there? It's like unenroll yourself. If it's not mandatory, just like stop she's like instead she's like i'm gonna risk my life every single day so i can go to school (laughs) fortunately enough she only has to do it this once get a job nora i'm sorry uh, but get a job that's coming too oh god oh (laughs) (laughs) so the last book nora gets mad at her mom for wanting to sell the house and Mm -hmm. then in this book nora is mad that they still live in the house so it's like, <laughs> girl, I know that you're a teenager and you're going through a lot of things, but like, can you, can you not be she, like She this? really, she really is a teenager though. I actually she love is. that because that just like totally encompasses what it is yeah. when you're a teenager. You're just well, mad. And that probably just stems from the fact that she had to sell her car. Yeah, right? definitely. If she still had her car, she probably wouldn't care, but her car was sold for the house. Mm-hmm so which like uh, unless it was like a crazy expensive car like how would selling a car even allow you to keep your home well for bills i guess it was an overdue electric bill and they need food oh that's yeah uh... also maybe mom mom Blythe, ma'am 
Um, maybe find a job that doesn't take you out of town multiple times. No one makes good decisions in this book. No! Nobody knows how to. Everything is questionable. This town is just full of dum-dums. So guess who pulls over for Nora for hitchhiking? Patch. No. Marcy. Yeah. Marcy. And then Marcy instantly starts insulting Nora and V. Makes, constantly makes fun of Nora for having a dead father. Like, that's her go-to. She's like, oh, why don't you ask your dad? Oh, you can't because he's dead. Oh. <laughs> it's horrible. I'm like, her dad was murdered. Oh. What is wrong with this girl? It's a bit much. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, and I'm laughing just because it is like, it's so mean. It's so ridiculous. Who, who makes fun of somebody for that? I mean, I guess, you know, I could actually see people doing that in school. Yeah. I could see it. Nora gets out of her car and she's like, I don't, I don't want to ride from you. Yeah. Why did you accept in the first place? I don't, <laughs> because Nora likes to be fucked with, apparently. Nora's like a glutton for punishment. Apparently. Uh, and they end up being lab partners. Oh. Mark, but don't worry, school, like, it doesn't even matter. I don't know why that became such a big thing, because you at you get like maybe two in school interactions with them and then you totally you only get summer school mentioned as an afterthought and so it doesn't even matter that they're lap partners because mm. it doesn't actually come into play at any point okay but interesting interesting so marcy apparently got a job at the school and she has access to the files of everybody so of course she reads them and she's like i know that you're not over your dad <laughs> Yeah, it's of course pretty, she's not over it, and he was murdered. It's pretty fresh in her mind still. Right? And then she's like, but there's nothing on Patch. Tell me about Patch. And Nora's like, no, I'm not going to tell you anything about Patch. And she's like, well, he was in my driveway last night, <gasps> staring what? at my window. What? Yeah. And Nora's like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? She's like, yeah, I looked out my window, and your boyfriend was staring up at my house in my driveway. And... This, for obvious reasons, makes Nora mad. Like, she's just told Patch she loves him, and then he's at Marcy's house. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I just, uh, Continue. Continue. Okay. So after school, she goes to eat with V, um, and V is dating Patch's best friend, Rickson. Rickson. Who is and also a 700-year-old fallen angel. Is he also a complete asshole? Uh, no. Oh, so uh, it's he, not... He's, yeah, he's like that, you know, like, I think they try to make him to be like that, like... Can he feel V's touch? No, because oh. angel, fallen angels can't. Oh, I don't well... think any, I don't know if any angels can. Why are these angels dating high schoolers? That's a good question. This is illegal. I'm calling the cops. <laughs> this is the question I have for <laughs> any of these immortal human love things why are you in high school yeah go be in college at least (laughs) these are babies rickson isn't in like he doesn't go to school like he's not into that he's into dating the high schoolers and he's like he appears to be like 20 and v is 16 so it's still icky it's still weird v the whale yeah yeah who who, (laughs) uh calls herself big boned yeah yeah and says she needs to lose 20 pounds at least, me. at least. <laughs> Consider 30. Consider 30. Jeez. So Nora's like, yes, we can double date. I'm so excited. Our best friends are date, Like, our boyfriends are best friends. We're best friends dating. And then V's like, no, I don't want to hang out with your whack-ass boyfriend. And I'm wow. like, but you're, but you're with his best friend. What's the difference, V? Like, they're best friends, which means that they, there's something there. There's something in common. So what makes Rickson exempt from patch and how patches they both have ridiculous names they both have awful names oh my gosh <laughs> who are the dinner guests do we ever find out uh yes that's coming up oh is that not important in my mind it was like it was going to be important like it was me like a big like plot twist like oh bah, no bah, it bah. is it's coming up it's coming ah up. okay come on so nora confronts patch about the mercy thing and he's like it's none of your business Like, you don't need to know any of this. And he's like, but Marcy got in trouble because she walked into the bar and walked in on fallen angels trying to get allegiance from a Nephilim. (laughs) 
And then she was stabbed. But then Marcy never mentions that she was stabbed. So I don't think that's true. I just think that's a story Patch made up. Because Why? So I think Patch just makes it up so that he can, like, play it off as he saved Marcy from being in danger. Nora's just like, why are you more concerned with Marcy than me? And he's just like, you don't get it. She's like, okay, so everyone was right. You just look for new conquests every time you get bored. And Marcy's your new, like, mission. And he doesn't deny it. So Nora becomes even more mad. And he's like, talk to me when you're rational. And then calls her crazy and impossible. And and he's like, I'm crazy for putting up with it. (gasps) Yeah. The fucking worst. He's the worst. Okay, keep going, keep going. Okay, okay. So she's like, um, so then he kisses her and she's like, no. (laughs) He's like, I can't fall in love with you, but he wants to be with her. And she's like, no, I'm not getting anything out of this relationship if you aren't willing to like be with me. Be nice to me. (laughs) Yeah, even be nice. She's like, I want, I want a real relationship. And he's like, well, I'll go to hell if I, if I do any of this. And she's like, well, then I'm not going to be the person who sends you to hell. So bye. We're, we're, we're broken up. Right. She regrets it. Like she's upset about making that decision. Right. Yeah. She's like, just get the fuck out. And so he leaves. And then the guests show up. Goes back to Marcy's Goes back. Probably. Probably. <laughs> he probably he's probably like, Hey Mars, what's up? And she's like, Hey pants. We're not gonna act that out because no, it would not. be yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's just me doing voices. <laughs> <laughs> who are the guests, Aaron? Tell um, me who the guests are. I don't I cannot for the life of me remember the name of the mom friend. Uh so I just call her Scott I just call her Scott's mom. So Scott, um and Scott's mom. Scott is like tall and muscly. He has a silver hoop earring. A singular, a singular hoop a s- earring. Yep. Uh, he's wearing low slung Levi's, um, a pink Hawaiian hat, and Hulk Hogan glasses. Oh. So, and he has a boyish charm. Okay. Well, but he then, is a boy, so you know. But then he walks in and opens his mouth, and he's there's no charm, and he just he's like got beer. And Nora's like, no. And then his mom walks in. And the first thing out of her mouth is, oh my god, those legs. Longer than the Las Vegas Strip. Talking about who? Nora. The 16-year-old child. Yes. And then I thought, and then I remembered, legs go all the way up, Griffin. (laughs) And... And I would have, I would have been mortified, absolutely mortified, if an adult said anything about my body. <laughs> no, that's horrifying. So, who are these people? Are they important? Like, yeah. Well, Scott is. Yeah, okay. his mom is Scott. Do Scott is just super annoying the whole. Time. That's how important he is. He's just and annoying. He's super annoying, and also you find out he's a first generation nephilim. <laughs> But he doesn't even know it. He doesn't know exactly what he is. Oh, my God. And um, I do have a roly-poly story here that I feel is important because his mother is fucking weird. So Nora's like, he once magnified a roly-poly and then tried to make me eat it. And when I wouldn't, he sat on my chest and held my nose closed until I had to breathe. And then threw the roly-poly into her mouth. And then his mother goes... Oh, Scott's always been very persuasive and can make any and can talk people into doing anything like like how he talked his mother into buying him a mint condition 1966 Mustang. What? And I'm I'm like, ma'am, you should be very concerned. Becca Fitzpatrick, what is with these weird (laughs) details? Like this is like, I'm sorry, but like, it's a weird story, right? Why is this included? And well, how did you think it up? <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate it. Okay, so. Scott's mom accuses Patch of being in a gang because his nickname is Patch. It's I. Uh... <laughs> it's just a lot of weird stuff. They're like, oh, do you have a boyfriend? And she's like, yeah. And they're like, what's his name? And her but mom's you like, d- But she Patch. doesn't. Because but she, she, d- she, she hasn't told him yet. And uh... this whole thing was originally set up because... Blythe wants Nora to date Scott. Why? Instead of Patch. 
because she thinks Scott's gonna be like this really good guy because of his mother and then Pat and then Scott ends up being a fucking weirdo who got in trouble in Portland his mother says it's a boys will be boys situation I I cannot I cannot (laughs) I cannot explain how disinterested I am in these characters why (laughs) is this author just throwing me characters at us like I do not give a shit about this guy like what does he add to this story Becca come on now it's there it just takes a while to like get into it speed it up Erin this is she oh (laughs) okay Becca So the moms try to get Nora and Scott to hang out. Blythe is kind of like, maybe don't hang out with them because he's weird. So yeah, mom, you should have checked. You should have checked him out before you just tried to make me. I don't know what she's doing. Like, I don't understand why a mom would ever hook their daughter up with anyone. Like, what is the point of that? Like, why would you want your children? No, 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 no. So then instead of like just being a normal person nor this ropes v into following scott to see what scott's doing and uh he eventually spots nora because she thinks she sees her dad go into like a building and she's like i just saw my dad and scott's like no you didn't but so then she agrees to go on a date with scott to a pool hall um patch is there of course and is like, so there's going to be a war between the fallen angels and the Nephilim because the Nephilim don't want to be vessels anymore. Okay, I have one question. Is okay. this town aware that these supernatural beings exist? No. But it feels like they do because it's just like all around. And like... Yeah, there's a lot of fallen angels and Nephilims in this town, but no, humans don't know about this. Most Nephilims don't even know that they're Nephilim until they turn 16 and the fallen angels come and try to force them to... To be to, like force them into allegiance so that they can be taken over two weeks or f- however long during like the whole thing like the, the whole jewish holiday thing of where like fallen angels can be human i <laughs> hate this <laughs> so, so there, but there's a lot of them there is a lot of them in this town and i don't know why there's no there's nothing no explanation given. no no Maybe. significance is given to why there seems to be so many in this town i really hate this book i'm sorry <laughs> i know we don't like to use that kind of language <laughs> like i know hate's a strong word but like this is like this is so confusing and like it's almost boring because it's like you're just throwing so much at a person at your audience and it's like i'm hoping this one sticks i'm hoping this yeah. thing sticks and it's like nothing is sticking and i am just mad like what is going on okay so like now they're on a date in they're this... on a date at a pool hall and where all 16 um... year old goes on dates. yeah so yeah that's yeah. that's normal okay and Pat is like oh there's gonna be a war okay and and Nora's like well that sounds like a that sounds like a fallen angel problem. That sounds like a you problem. <laughs> I have to agree with her. Right? I do too. And it's like, maybe stop forcibly taking over people and this wouldn't be an issue. Right? Because I guess while they're human, while they take over the Nephilim vessel, they can do human things. So they can feel um, stuff and oh. everything like that. So they actually get to be human for a little bit. And that's like, but the Nephilim are tired of it because they lose who they are and they're like that's they're tied to that fallen angel forever Uh, and they're tired of it so there's a whole gang of nephilims like the nephilim blood society who are (laughs) who want to do fight who want to do it the bloods and the crypts okay got it got it and then a big old fight happens oh marcy's there marcy shows up and she's with patch she puts her arms over him he tells nora to leave he gives her like his jeep keys and she's like well what about marcy he's like yeah i'm gonna go take her and she's not as bad as you think got it okay isn't that so like she has terrorized nora for years sir uh it, it makes perfect sense in in this uh in this world i guess that yeah. that he would think that and say that but okay go on go on so, and also Patch is no longer her guardian angel because she said. She declared bankruptcy. Got yeah. It. And he's like, okay, bye. I, that, <laughs> like, that's your doing, ma'am. So bye. <sighs> and she's like, okay. Uh, they go to get donuts and her and V. And then some, Nora's like, I thought you were trying to lose weight. Yeah. And V's like, I'm just going to have one donut. And then Nora internally thinks, I've never seen V ever eat only one donut. <laughs> and i'm like what the fuck kind of friend is this 
What is at least, <laughs> at least she just thought it instead of saying it out loud. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> then somebody, uh, the barista chick, brings them an envelope and um, it has a letter that says the black hand killed your father and the, there's a ring inside of it. And then they go, without asking the barista what the person looked like, they run out first to look for him. I'm like, wouldn't if he, what, shouldn't you know what he looks like before you go looking you don't even know person. what you're looking for. No, they like, they're they're ask questions later. Will will those questions help us? Yes. But should we know them right away? No. <laughs> and then she ends up seeing Scott and he insults her a bunch. He calls her boring. It's normal. She, so but then she agrees to go to Battle of the Bands with him to prove she's not boring. So they go to Battle of Bands. Of course. She doesn't stay where she's supposed to, and she's attacked by her dad, not dad, person. And then she runs into V, and she's like, V, I saw my dad. He's alive. And V's like, no, he's not. You're crazy. Let's go into the bar for Battle of the Bands. And, of course, Patch and Marcy show up, and there's a cat fight. V, v hits Marcy with her bag, because, you know, she's being Marcy. And then it continues to escalate. And then V pushes Marcy down, but then Marcy, like, kicks Nora's knee and then is on top of Nora. And Nora basically lays there and lets lets Marcy punch her in the face. Because she's an absolute doormat. Yes, exactly. Uh, she and just v lets everyone her insult out. her. Yeah, V's like, you let her. You just laid there. She's like, V, this was your fault. And, and V's like, you just, but you just laid there and let her punch you. You didn't, like, try to help yourself. Until, like, the very end, she, like, punched Marcy once. <laughs> I really also, hate these. I hate these characters so much. I also, just... Nora ends up with a black eye. No adults ever ask her about the black eye. Well, her mother's never home, so how would she know? But, like, she goes to school with it. She goes to the library. Like, nobody says anything about her black eye. She's the most, like, hated <laughs> person in this town, apparently. Oh, yeah. The cop from the last one who, like, investigated the fire and stuff at her house hates Nora. Calls her a crazy maker. Like... <laughs> You're a crazy maker, kid. What he, is that? He, he hates Nora so this much. This awful. I don't like this, Aaron. <laughs> I so, really don't. So, yeah, she goes home after the fight and goes to sleep and wakes up in a dream where Patch is there. Because that's where they can talk without the archangels hearing them so he's like oh you know trying to make her like see what's kind of happening but without telling her anything and then they fight about marcy and he's like yeah i gave her a ride home and nora's like what kind of ride and then he's like oh she's not that bad nora come on uh. she they start making out like i don't know how they always end up making out but they do and then she touches his scars and see that he gave Marcy a ride home and then Marcy gets undressed in front of him and she's like, I don't want a relationship. I just want to have fun. And Patch is like, oh. And then she kisses him and then Patch doesn't pull away. So Nora is seeing Patch kiss Marcy and be okay with this relationship. And so she's like, okay, no, we're, no, we're done. So she, for once, stands up for herself. Yeah. Okay. She's like, he's like, I won't ever love Marcy. So he's, he, so he's okay with having that relationship with her. So she takes off the necklace he gave her and she throws it, but he won't give her the ring back. This is so weird. Yeah. And then she this wakes up so and the necklace is gone. So everything that happened in the dream was real. <laughs> yeah. So she doesn't have her necklace anymore. And then, oh and then she's just on to the next thing. And she goes to the library. There's a Perez Hilton reference. Oh, okay. that was big back yeah. in our day. Ooh, so... Oh, we read garbage. Back was, in 1979. Back in the olden days, we used to read something called a blog. Hey, blogs okay. still exist. Blogs still exist, and I love blogging. I love it. It's so good. It's so fun. Showing your age there, oldie. Yeah, something I, I feel weird trying to do stuff on camera so i'd rather write it me not so good with speak words so <laughs> me not so good <laughs> with speak words 
well then i need to know how th- i need to know how this ends okay, like so, i need to know what's going on because like this is just like okay I-, I hate the amount of filler that this know, author puts like, in it's in so annoying to, in order to like figure like to like understand everything that happens at the end this filler is actually like important but it's just it's so drawn out that like yeah. it's hard to- v drops off a card and cupcakes and stuff from patch okay but there is something on the card that makes Nora pass out and pass out for like two hours in the library. Okay, what was it? Uh, uh, some no, we don't know. It's just never, something on it. You never find out. It's like a, a a powder that was put onto the card to make her pass out, but you, oh. you we're never told exactly what it is. Okay. And then she has to. She's tied into the room. There's no internet on the computers. Her cell has no service, and there's no phone in the library for her to call for help. And she's tied into the room. So she breaks out by breaking the windows with a computer, and then escaping from whoever is there to hurt her. And then she gets pulled over by the same cop who hates her, and he gives her a ticket. Crazy maker. A ticket for being. A ticket for being crazy. Okay, got it. Gives her a ticket. Then she goes. Marcy's party they steal her diary never read it they never read it it was pointless stealing the diary patch finds her calls her a peeping tom (laughs) because she's like on the roof so he's like oh you're peeping tom and she's like can you just can you just help me peeping through the ceiling yeah just looking looking around (laughs) I don't understand anything that's happening Patch is the creepiest dude ever I feel literally did watch Nora in her room like the whole last book was the creepiest dude ever but Nora being on a roof trying to get down makes her a peeping Tom sir I feel I I literally right now feel like I'm drunk (laughs) I feel like I'm drunk maybe I would maybe this book would be better if we were I you know what I something tells me no something tells me no (laughs) Please continue. I need to know how this disaster ends. I need to know what is okay. like so, going on. So Patch gets her down and then um, he's like, run away with me. I don't care what they say. We'll have some weeks together and then I'll go to hell. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. What is wrong with you? She is like, I need to go. I'm walking home. So she walks home. And after a night of um, suicidal thoughts, she goes to an interview. <laughs> It's a job. Mm. Yeah, I don't know why the suit. Like she was literally like, "Oh, I, I, I would rather die than be in this situation." And it's like, <sighs> it's not that bad, Nora. Typical teenager. He has a new girlfriend. I know it sucks, but really, oh, is Patch gosh. worth it? I mean, out of everyone in the in that town, he might be the nicest person to her. So you know, maybe. So she gets a job. There's a beach party that she goes to, and then Scott. It starts to rain, so drunk Scott's like, "Everyone back to my place." So they go back. He becomes more drunk on the ride to his apartment, and tiny little Nora has to help him up the stairs. Hmm. And then, of course, guess who's there? Marcy and. Patch. Patch. Patch is there. And so as she's trying to get got water to like help him sober up, Patch is like, oh, you shouldn't be around him. Uh, And she's like, what is it to you? We're not together. Like you're with Marcy. Leave me alone. And then Scott shows up out of nowhere and kisses Nora in front of Patch and then takes her and then like leads her back to his room where he's like, oh, do you want to? And she's like, maybe I do. Like as revenge. Yeah. Then Patch shows up and beats the shit out of scott and then scott's still like do you wanna and she's like (laughs) no i don't she's like leave me alone but then she sees that he has a brand on him from the black hand and she's like what's that and he's like uh i'm i'm not gonna tell you and she's like no you need to tell me and he's like oh i got kidnapped and 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 branded and this guy won't leave me alone, so we ran away and all this stuff. That, that's And then he, like, pretends to cry. Oh. And he's like, I don't want to be a part of this, and but I can't help it and all this stuff. And then Nora just, she ends up leaving. I, I, yeah. I just don't, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. I don't have any more reactions left in me. <laughs> uh, are we anywhere close to this being over? Oh girl. I'm trying. I'm condensing it, maybe. I just, I just read the plot summary on wikipedia <laughs> and now i'm like spoiled because it was so short you got you've got important important details there's just things that get me 
why I get so hung up on all these little things. Because my it's brain cause there's, there's can't so, handle they're, it. No, they're like they're aggravating yeah. for sure. Like I feel like the, I feel like this author is like trying to troll us make us feel bad i think things happen pretty quickly from there they're on a beach they go to a beach thing and rickson is like patch and marcy deserve to be together because they're the same thing and then she's like what about the black hand and rickson is like oh patch hasn't been called that in so long and so then she's like okay so patch did kill my dad and at that moment, I was like, okay, Rickson's involved in this somehow because why would he just openly tell her something when Patch doesn't tell her anything? Yeah. And Rickson knows this. So I was like, okay, Rickson's weird. He's stirring the pot here. Yeah. Something's going on. Okay. And then he tells her about an apartment, like Patch's apartment, but it's clearly not Patch's apartment because it's super gross and like nobody's been there forever. And then she goes there, finds more rings for the black hand. And then as she's in there, somebody breaks in, plants dynamite. (laughs) (laughs) And she like comes out um, and sees it and then runs away and uh, it explodes. Destroying the apartment. Destroying the apartment. Got yeah. it. Okay. Make. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, this is all after Scott breaks into Nora's house um, because she took his black hand ring. And so he breaks into her house to get it back and then like threatens her a bunch. Oh my god! And then like she grabs a knife to like stab him and then he takes it from her. And then Rickson and V show up and Rickson beats up Scott and then he's arrested. By the crazy maker. By the crazy maker cat. <laughs> this nothing nothing makes sense no this is a different reality it continue is. i am so, so lost okay so that happens and then the apartment happens and then they go to the summer solstice party at the amusement park that we know about last time remember the roller coaster the archangel that oh yeah made nora think that she was being fl- flung off of oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the amusement park that they're at perfect and then she gets a call from the cop and the cop is like, hey, um, so Scott escaped. escaped. <laughs> you, you need to be careful okay. uh, because uh, he's going to come get you. And she's like, well, can you come get me? I can't go home. And the cop's like, um, maybe you should come to us. And I'm like, your job. <laughs> Is it What's... your job to go find? And apparently, this amusement park doesn't have security. Oh, what? Well, why would it? There's only one cop in the whole town, so. <laughs> and he's he's harassing sixteen-year-old <laughs> girls. So Scott finds her, right? And he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get you," and all this stuff because V went to go get food, and I don't know where Rickson went. But uh, Scott finds her, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get you," and she's yelling for help. She's like, help me, help me. He's going to hurt me, all this stuff. And Scott goes, ha, th- she's just my girlfriend. She- we play this game. And everyone believes him. Uh. <laughs> and I'm just like, what is this town? Nora's like screaming for help and nobody is helping her. Poor child. And then Rickson and V show up and Rickson shoots Scott in the middle of the theme park. Wait, okay. <laughs> what about, but what about... Nora, mom, dad, banging, wait, no, about Marcy. (laughs) You skipped over Marcy. Oh, oh, the diary thing? Marcy's mom. Oh, yeah, Nora's mom and and Marcy's dad are having an affair. Then that's why Marcy hates her. Yes. Why did we skip over that? Because I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like such a big thing. It is. And and so when when Darcy, or... Oh my god, I'm putting I'm putting names together. Nora goes to take the diary back to Marcy, and Marcy is like, our parents have been having an affair for years. Your mother's a whore. I wrote whore on your locker as a, like at your mother. But I'm like, that makes absolutely no sense. Why are you, yeah, why are you punishing this this kid who doesn't even know what's because going on? Because she's like, able to, right? Yeah. She's like, you're playing dumb and all this stuff. And, and Nora's like genuinely surprised. And then Marcy's like, we could be sisters. And Nora <gasps> just has this total, like, break. She's just like, no, <laughs> there's no way. And Mar- and Marcy's even like, ugh, right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Does Marcy have red hair? No, Marcy's Ooh. blonde, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. And, yeah, so Nora has to kind of come to terms with the fact that her mother has been cheating or sleeping with Hank Miller. That her years. mother's a whore. Yeah. Oh, 
And she's like really sick about the thought of it, which is fair. And she's mad no, at her yeah. mother, but yes. doesn't talk to her mother. Goes to the beach thing, right? <laughs> and then all the whole thing. And then Rickson shoots Scott, right? Okay. He gets Nora and he's like, okay, we have to go. And he tells V to go like find the cops or something. That, and he's going to go hide Nora and keep her safe. So he leads her down to these to the underground tunnels because apparently this beach, this theme park was built by fallen angels. <laughs> uh, and so the there's fuck? all these underground tunnels. So he takes her down there and he's like, but we have to be careful because Scott might know about these tunnels already because he's a part of the society and all this shit, right? Oh, so, okay, okay, okay. So then all of a sudden they're in this tunnel and Nora's dad is there. What? Rickson doesn't see him. He's like, Nora, I was able to get an angel of death to freeze time for me (laughs) so that I can talk to you. And he's like, you have to listen to me. You need to touch Rickson's scars to see stuff. And I'm like, why couldn't you have just told her? Just tell, yeah. Why does she have to risk touching him? Right? Okay. Okay. So she's like, what, dad, don't leave me and all this stuff. And it's really sad. And he's like, you're the best thing I ever did. He's like, I don't know why or how, like all this stuff that you came into my life, but you were the only thing I did right. And it's a very sweet moment. And then he's gone and she's sad and kind of mad because he's like, because she's like, he left me again. And she's like, take me with you kind of thing. He told me to touch his scars. So she's like, oh, Rickson, I can't see. Help me. And he's like, okay, hold my shirt, him. And then she touches his scars. She sees the whole scene of the day, the night her dad died. And she sees exactly what happens. Her dad shooting this guy, her dad being shot. The old college friend, which is Hank Miller. So she pulls out and he goes, oh, what did you see? And she's like, I saw all this stuff. He's like, so Patch killed my dad. And he's like, yeah, Patch killed your dad. Totally, 100%. And then she's like, but wait, it was your memory, but there's only three people there. So how can you have this memory if you weren't there? And then she's like, okay, because it wasn't Patch. It was Rickson. Rickson killed Nora's father. But, and time uh, had nothing to do with Nora. He, he killed him because he showed up. Because Hank Miller is Rickson's vessel. Nephilim vessel. And so when when Harrison showed up to save Hank, he was interrupting an argument between Vessel and Angel. Okay. Yeah. It turns uh. out that Hank Miller is Nora's father and he contacted Harrison and said, hey, this woman is in trouble. She's pregnant. She needs help. Can you marry her and pretend that her baby is yours to keep her safe? What? So Harrison Gray marries Blythe and pretends that Nora is his daughter. What the hell? There, why? Because he is a first why gen d- and any child born of a Nephilim is at risk of... So, but why does Harrison agree to this? I Because he... He's a nice guy? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, why else would this need to happen, right? Like, let's protect this lady. And then she, Nora's like, I like they. She thinks her parents actually fell in love. But then her mom started banging. She doesn't. She doesn't know like the extent of the affair. She just knows that they were still seeing each other. But I don't know if there was an actual affair because they could have been meeting about Nora, right? (sighs) Yeah. She realizes. But but Mar. But Hank is Marcy's. He's also Marcy's dad. Yeah. So why? But why didn't Hank do that? It's Uh, because Nora... Remember Chauncey? A bit. From the first one, he's the bad guy. The one who was pretending to be Jules. Yeah. Well, he had a birthmark that Nora also has. And Hank has it as well. Marcy doesn't have the birthmark. So they think it has something to do with this birthmark. Making Nora, like, special in some way with the bloodline. I... This is terrible. Yeah. So I hate it. Rickson is like, yeah, I wanted to kill you too. It's why I kept trying to tell Patch not to to do it because it wasn't going to work because I wanted to kill you so that I could be human. So the whole time Rickson's like, no, it's not a real thing. You're not, it's not going to actually work. You can't actually be human. And, but in reality, it's because Rickson's like, I want to do it. (laughs) 
Scott's like, oh, I found you. Give me the ring. And she's like, what the fuck? (laughs) She's like, he's trying to kill us. And so then she's like, Scott, you're a Nephilim. You will heal. You're not going to die from these gunshots because you're superhuman and all this stuff. And he's like, okay. And then Rickson comes in, shoots Scott again. And then Pat shows up. And then Nora's shot in the arm. And then she wakes up in an ambulance and the detective that hates her so much is basically like, it's okay, Nora, you're fine. We got you. Don't worry. No one's going to hurt you anymore because we got an anonymous tip where to find you and that the shooter was being taken care of. And he's just cool with that. Apparently, apparently they're cool with vigilante justice in this town as well. I (laughs) am so upset. Aaron, I cannot explain to you how upset we're, I am with We're this. almost done. We're almost done. Okay. It doesn't feel like it. Okay. We're getting there. Okay. It's a nightmare. <laughs> so uh, she's like, yeah, Scott didn't shoot me. Rickson did. And he's like, who's Rick? And she's like, oh, the guy who beat up Scott at my house. Remember when he tried to stab me? And he's like, oh, okay. APB for tall, dark hair, hawk nose. Um, hawk nose. <laughs> hawk nose. <laughs> Go get him. Right? Skedaddle. Scott's gone. Um, so apparently a gunshot arm, a gunshot wound to the arm doesn't mean you have to stay in the hospital overnight. No, even why the would person you? who wants to kill you is somewhere. The cops are like, we're just going to take her home. Everything's fine. We're just going to send her home. Makes so, sense. So the cop drops her off at her house alone. She has a, a message from V and V's like, no one will tell me anything. And they kicked me out of the parking lot. And she's like, if I miss any action, I'm going to be annoyed. I'm like, well, she's going to be super annoyed when she finds out her boyfriend is in hell because he tried to kill Nora. Uh, uh, (laughs) I. (laughs) And then the next message is from Scott, who's like, if you tell the cops about this, I'll be long gone. So don't worry. But I sold my Mustang. I bought a new car and then I bought you a car. For some reason. Thanks for telling me all that info. I'm going to be great. Thanks. Awesome. And she's like, oh my God, a car. That's thanks. all she cares about this whole time. She's just so happy she has a car. She's like, oh my God, Scott, thanks. I'm not going to call the cops on you now. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so then she calls her mother and she's like, mom. And her mom's like, Nora. Oh my God, Nora. I'm a wreck, Nora. I'm on my way home. And Nora's like, mom, I hate you and I'm mad. And we're going to have to have a talk when you get home because you've been lying to me. And her mom's just like, I'm a wreck, Nora. Nora. And and then she's like, I gotta go, mom. We'll talk when you get home. Hangs up. Pat shows up. And <laughs> and he's like, so I thought for a while that Rickson was bad and was coming to get you, but I wasn't 100% sure. So I started like figuring everything out. And then when I finally realized it, I knew that he was going to go after you. So but I, I only got there just at the nick of time. Just in the nick of time. And she's like, oh, Patch. And he's like, also, I've gone rogue. I've cut ties with the archangels. So fuck them. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm a free agent. Great. And she's like, oh, Patch, that's amazing. My mom's on the way home, so we can't do anything. Because they're both eye in the couch. They're both just like... Let's, let's get to it. But she's like, mom's on the way. So she's like, why don't you take me to your place? You know, the place that you never take me to. And he's like, okay, let's go. Suddenly. He's Suddenly. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's good with it all of a sudden. So he takes her back to the beach where she was just shot. That's a great spot. <laughs> and then they walk into a utility shack. And I'm like, does he live in this utility shack? Does he? Is That's what I thought. I had to look up where he actually lives because... I like I listened to this and I didn't hear her say that he lives anywhere but this utility shack. And so I looked it up and I guess he lives in a studio apartment type thing under the utility shack. Oh, that's so much better. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, but they get into the shack and they're like kissing and making out and then all of a sudden people grab Patch and they're like, oh, isn't that sweet? Because he finally says, I love you. He's like, oh. I love you, Dora. And then and then the people are like, ha ha, gotcha. And they grab Patch. And he's like, Nora, you got to, in his, in his brain, in his brain to brain, he says, Nora, you have to run before I start fighting. And she's like, okay, fuck. Because it's Nephilim. It's the Nephilim who are after Patch. Yeah, it the is. society. Then, out of the uh. darkness, 
Hank Miller steps out and he goes, I'm the black hand. What? Yeah. Yeah. And Hank Miller's like, Nora, I'm disappointed in you for for canoodling with these, what does he call them? The devil's brood. What? And he wishes that her path went a little differently, but like they're going to deal with it. Okay. What? Yeah. So Hank, Nora's biological father, is um, the black hand who is the leader of the Nephilim society. Okay? And he was responsible for... Nora's father's death. Fake father's death. Yeah. Um, kinda. So he had, I just remembered, he had told Scott to go and protect Harrison. And Scott was like in an act of defiance because he doesn't want to be a part of this society. It's like, fuck you. No, he doesn't do it. And then Harrison dies. I really... <laughs> there are no words. So, so it ends. So I guess the Black Hand was like BFFs with Chauncey because they shared the same bloodline. So, so Hank Miller is a descendant from Chauncey, but so is Harrison Gray. Harrison Gray is still Nephilim. He's just a further descendant from it. Got it. So him and Hank Miller are both descendants of Chauncey, but Hank Miller just happens to be first generation. So he's better yeah so he's a stronger he can survive things whereas someone like harrison or i think even nora don't they won't survive when chauncey was killed hank took that personally and wanted whoever killed chauncey to suffer and pay the price and he thought it was patched this whole time and but it wasn't it was nora nora killed chauncey so hank's like i can forgive you for all those things for all the things you've done nora I can forgive you, but did you, but did you kill Chauncey? And then it ends. That's it. I, he says, did you kill Chauncey? And then boom, done. <laughs> I, I am so upset. <laughs> I wish that you could see my, I wish you all could see my face right now. Cause this is so upsetting. I, are you going to read the third? Yes. I own the third. Do Wait. I have to, do I have to hear about the third? Yes. Ah, I don't want to. Yes, that's you horrible. have to. That was horrible. Somebody, somebody in like one of the reviews. This has a four star re- like review. Like this has a four star crescendo. Rating. Yes, four out of how many stars? Five. No. Yes, it has four stars. Who? Who did it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And like somebody's like, once once you finish the series, you'll figure out why she acts the way she does. I'm like, will we? Because I don't understand. I don't... But, what it, but what does it cost you? But what does it cost you <laughs> to find out? That's great. Thank you so much, Erin. For... Thank you so much for this. Yeah. Oh, That's it. I, that is amazing in so and that so many ways. Do you have any I questions? <laughs> nothing. Nothing but nothing but all I have are questions. All I have is. A, des- a desire to know why? why? Just why? Just in Just, general? Question. I really, I really, really hope for both of our sakes that when this series is four books in this series. Yes. The last one's just called Final. That's perfect. The next one's called Silence. Even better. And then. Even better. And like it was on. So I got a bunch of books for Christmas and this was on the site. And I was like, well, I have to get it because. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't tell you, like, this, like, I just, when I saw it, I got so happy. And that's, Mm. it, that might be a little worrisome. I am a little bit worried for you. That's okay. I, I mean, that was, that was a ride. It, yeah. It's a journey. Hey. I feel so good. It's great. (laughs) It is, it's, it's, it's a lot. I just can't get over, like, oh, I forgot. So, Patch gave Marcy a spare key to his jeep which is something he never gave to nora like these are all these like so many little things that he was like doing for marcy that he never did for nora like do we ever get to know why he i think he became her guardian angel but what i don't understand is why that has to entail having like a personal relationship with the with the person do you know what i mean yeah no definitely like so he he and to me the things he was doing with marcy seem more intimate and more like trust filled because you just don't give anybody 
your car keys, right? No, a spare car key. No, Or, like, not. things. I don't know. It was weird. Patch is a jerk. I don't see any redemption for him. No. Um, I can't imagine what could happen for me to care about or like this character. No. Let alone none. root for him. Right? Like, I hope he, I, I, I hope he falls into hell. <laughs> Whatever happens to. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I don't care about Patch. No. No. I, I don't, you know what? At this point, I don't care about any of these characters. <laughs> I gonna, really don't. You're going to have to because it's, we're going to do all four books. That's a threat. That sounds very threatening. I don't like it. Just <laughs> everything, everything I've said in this episode and the first um, for Hush Hush, just like re-record those reactions and just apply it. <laughs> just, just stick it over. Oh my! Oh what? Ah. <laughs> That was and that was that was crescendo. That was crescendo by Becca yeah. Fitzpatrick. Um, yeah. If you love these books, this is no, this is nothing to, on, like on you. Like, no. enjoy the books that you enjoy. Yeah, I like some pure garbage. Like, there are books <laughs> that I like that another person would think like, wow, her taste is bad, and it's true. And there's we nothing wrong do. with having bad taste. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with loving trash. I love trash personally. Trash it's is all amazing. I consume. My all my media that I consume is pure trash. So no hate to anyone. No hate to this author. Um, no. If you love these, if you love this series, maybe I would like it more if I actually read them. You never maybe, know. Uh, maybe I would like it less. I don't <laughs> think you would. I oh, like. I just. I just no. <laughs> And again, that's not me trying to be mean. Maybe you would. Maybe you I'm just know. telling it badly. <laughs> you never you, you never know. You never know. Maybe so. one day. All I will say is don't listen to the audiobook. Audiobooks are so hard in general. They, I can't. There's only certain audiobooks that I've truly enjoyed. And I didn't, I didn't, and it's nothing on the narrator. I just didn't like, I would, I prefer reading books, certain oh, books. And I also, well, I also listen to Midnight Sun. So that's going to be a fun topic. Yeah. I can't imagine, I can't imagine listening to that one. So no smut score. There was no, zero smut. No smut score, even though there's a lot of weird sexual innuendos and jokes and weird shit. There's no smut score. We even, can't. We can't score. We can't assign a score to something where it's a 700-year-old fallen mummy, angel, fallen angel, decrepit old man, 16-year-old girl. Yeah, it's we can't weird. Do that. I don't like it. it. I don't like it. Not not into it. So a score no. of zero. A score of zero. And until next time, I'm Aaron and I'm Megan. And thank you for joining us on Pretty Smutty. Bye. Bye. Bye.